Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Join us for the very first IFL Live at London's Indigo at the O2, Sunday, August the 13th, with me, Coogan Cassius, and some very special guests, Eddie Hearn, Darren Barker, Johnny Fisher, and more. Tickets now on sale. So in the words of Eddie Hearn... You get up, you dress up, and you fucking show up. This is Coogan Cassius for IFL TV. What are you doing, mate? Right here, you got me where you want me, because we're right here. Right here. Yeah, baby. Back in the day. Yeah, it's, what is it, three in the morning? We're on the way home from the club. What a night. Unbelievable. <laughs> Banging. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. It's been a long day, hasn't it? What is it? 20 past nine on the way back from JD, actually, on Oxford Street, doing a little uh, after-hours appearance ahead of the big AJ fight this Saturday. It's been a busy week. But I'm buzzing. We're on top. We're winning. A couple of days to go. Got shout out Matty Lawless, who's people can't see the work he's doing right now. When, but when this Matty is a man. Lawless, this yeah. is a chameleon. Literally, yeah. Do you think when Matty Lawless joined Matchroom that he thought he'd be holding a camera for Coogan Cassis in the back of a Vajano? <laughs> Probably not. Matt, no. Got to be versatile in this game. Absolutely. You've got to adapt to any situation, which is kind of what you do, Eddie, isn't it? And things fuck up and go wrong, you just get on with it. You gotta be a problem solver, you know. I don't believe all that, by the way. What do you don't believe? I, I do believe at some point you think, right, fuck it, we've got to do something. But I don't believe you don't have a little cry every now and again and think, fuck, Not what's anymore. happened again? Not anymore. Honestly, absolutely numb and emotionless to problems. I don't know if it's an age thing, or just, I think it might be because my old man couldn't like he's the same. You never see my old man go, oh, oh no, oh, what are we going to do? He's just like, no problem, don't worry about it. Do that, do that, on you go. So, and I've always quite admired that mindset, but I definitely used to panic and worry a lot more about things, especially when things went wrong. But honestly, when we got, when I got the Dillian White message, I think I just looked up and went, are you done that to me again? I cannot believe you've done that. And that was it. Moved on. Move, but, but I don't know what else, you know. 
there's no value in losing the plot, smacking the wall, crying. I don't know. Just get on with it. It's, you know, solve the problem. And also, I've learned in life as well, things are never as bad as you think they are at the time. I've always said this to be fair. Do you agree? You know when you depends what it's, what's happening though, isn't no, it? But anything, anything. You will always things always get better with time. You know. I know obviously some situations. Right, well, are depends how deep you want to go with this. Well, right. Just let like so you don't have to analyze everything I say. Just fucking agree with it. <laughs> I, I, no, I get what you say, but are you Look, talking what? about from a like a business sense? Well, anything, actually, anything, anything. So, let's look at the worst thing that could ever happen. I, I can't believe we're going here, but like, a family member passes away. Grief always lightens over time. You always, you know, you always miss that person. You'll always have grief, but things will get better than how you're feeling right now. So the message is, however you're feeling right now, things will get better. About a situation, that situation over time will get better and also you'll look back and think actually it wasn't as bad as I thought it was at the time it was only a line it didn't even it didn't need a three minute analysis alright well listen it's late night we've just come out of the club had a kebab and we're on our way up Eddie with regards to Joshua a lot has been picked up on kind of the criticism that Joshua's had especially obviously after your talk sport interview but in general where do you think the public sits with Joshua right now I mean you got to sometimes understand social media is not real and the noise you hear on social media particularly Twitter and stuff like that is not really the general feeling of the man on the street and I I feel that as well because sometimes I get a load of stick on Twitter and I haven't even had a chance to read a lot of Twitter this week I've read more comments on Instagram or whatever and people stopping me on the street. I've actually almost feel half popular this week, which is unbelievable. Um, but with AJ, I think the, the general public um, admire the guy. I think they love the guy. But at the same time, I think the boxing public always have their thoughts and opinions and are louder than others in, the, in those opinions. And whether they think he's to blame for not fighting Wilder or Fury or he's overrated or whatever I mean you know it's just that the opinion of the boxing community is very loud you know you come on to a two, two fights there and even when I asked Joshua the other day about Wilder he's not obviously focused on Wilder which is 100% he's got to still do this job against Helenas this week but when oh, God. <laughs> were you hungry? I'm starving Hellboy was in there though mm. listen if if someone I know you're not going to put blame on yourself, but you talk about them fights there with Tyson Fury and Wilder, but forget Wilder for a minute. Whose fault is it, actually, that this fight never happened? If you're going to answer subjectively. Um, it's been a few occasions, isn't it? I mean, I don't take any notice of the one a month ago or whatever. That was just to be able to say, yeah, we tried to fight Joshua, but... So we and he wouldn't take it. So we're fighting Ngannou. That fight was already in discussion and done. The last time we signed for the fight, we signed for the fight. He lost his arbitration with Wilder and couldn't fight. So I don't. People kind of seem to forget that as well. 
Um, the other time when we tried to make the fight, he wanted 50-50 when Joshua was world champion and he drew with Wilder. So now he's world champion. He's offered Fury, Fury, uh, AJ 60-40, which we accept. Last time we accept those terms for the fight. When AJ was champion and he wasn't, he wanted 50-50 and the fight never got made. Um, but honestly, you can debate. It doesn't really... I'm so bored of talking about it because I'll tell you my version. He'll say in his Netflix stuff and stuff like that, oh, I tried so many times to make the AJ fight, just couldn't get it made. You know, not really. Did he want to fight him? Yeah, I think he probably did. Did AJ want to fight him? Yeah, he probably did. But it didn't happen. So honestly, like, it's just... All I'll tell you is AJ would fight anyone. Anyone. And he wants the Fury fight badly. And he wants the Wilder fight badly. Um, yeah. It, it's not really going to be a situation where this fight can happen too late because the emphasis around the unbeaten fighters, that doesn't really matter. But it, there will come no, a point. You, still want it. you don't want... What you want is you want... In an ideal world, AJ beats Hellenius, AJ beats Wilder, and then he fights Tyson Fury. And that's a ma like the probably the biggest fight of all time. But what you don't want is Fury loses to Usyk, you know, AJ takes a defeat or whatever, and then you make it's still a massive fight and it will still be huge. But I want to see them guys coming off wins that, and looking like they're in their prime, you know? So we shall see. I mean it's going to be interesting to see what Fury does because if Usyk beats Dubois, he's going to have to fight the winner of Hergovic McKean, probably in December. And then Fury's going to fight Ngannou in October. And then I don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, right, you and Tuzora. Mm. Yeah, a bit of a, like a funny start to that press conference. It looked like he threw you a little bit with that. I know it's Del Boy being Del Boy, but... I just... I don't know. He says some strange things. A bit like what he said to Campbell Hatton. I thought it was a bit strange as well. <laughs> but Del Boy is Del Boy. The only thing with Del Boy is... Del, he has chilled a lot. Like, I used to be genuinely petrified of Del Boy. You know, when he was proper raw and, like, just aggy and ready to go at any stage. He's still got that capability, but he's a nicer guy now. And, you know... Because it comes across sometimes that he does kind of mean it, like some of the things. It's not the first time he's kind of kind of yeah, said comments to you and yeah. about you. But at least I he mean, says actually, it to your face, to be fair. He was pretty correct in what he said. He said, you didn't want to pay for me to fight on this card. And the answer is, is we have a budget for the show. It's AJ's show. And he was probably too expensive to add to the card in his entirety at that time. And obviously, Skills Challenge, Prince Khalid, help make it happen and so it was pretty like it's not really the kind of thing you'd say publicly like that but that's Del Boy isn't it but it, was, it wasn't it was like it was if he if he says something that I think's out of order or incorrect I would say something but he I mean I don't necessarily think it was the right time to say it then but he was spitting facts pretty much um, have you heard any more about Dylan White situation? No, nothing at all. I've been thinking about it a lot. Like, I don't really know. I mean, I don't represent him. So, but I don't know what the next steps are, you know? 
obviously it was a VADA test. And I had a, my other thought that I had was, do we introduce a matrim voluntary testing program? Which I think would be a great look for the sport. You know, like WBC do with VADA, we'd do the same. And if you're a signed matrim fighter, you have to enter that voluntary testing pool. The problem is, as someone pointed out to me, what happens if you test positive? Right. What? So you get the results of, you know, I, say I sign you, right? And I say to you, Coogan, if you want to be a matchroom fighter, you've got to be part of and registered in our voluntary testing program. And you go, okay, no problem. And then you test positive right. and I get the information. Right. What happens? Oh, I get what you're saying. Okay. You know I mean? so, so who has the power to actually well, do anything about it? We, do you have the power to do anything about it? No. Really, that's what I'm saying. We're not a commission. We're not a regulatory body. We're not a governing body. Someone has to deal with the disciplinary process. And when you look at the issue of Dillian White, Dillian White will want to try and clear his name. He's with, I think, the Portugal Boxing Commission. I'm not sure of their operation. I don't think they'd be necessarily equipped to handle a disciplinary issue like this. The board may look at it because it was a fight in the UK, I don't know, or may say Portugal deal with it. Public will want him to go through some kind of process. Do you understand? And I just, it's like, we. I think we need to speak to the board as well about um, VADA testing on the whole and maybe how it can be adjoined with UCAD. Because if we're paying for that process, that's on my breast. If we're paying for that process, it might as well be acknowledged or that it would be good for there to be a process after the failed test. Do you understand? Where the fighter can go immediately into. So right now it should be played out quite quickly because the other thing I think it takes too much time. So right now you almost feel like they should, someone should be writing to Dillian saying, right, let's get this process started. We're looking into all the facts, we're looking into lab reports, we want your side of the story, let's have a hearing, let's do it and move quickly. Just a fault, like it was just, I'm putting it out there. But I like the idea of that random testing program because obviously UFC do it with USADA. But effectively, what, what you're talking about is if someone did test positive under this program, all you could do is pass on information to the relevant people yeah, for them no to make. Deal, yeah, but, but who deals with it? That's the problem. We, so the with the, with the board? Probably. I, I just feel like the board actually do a good job with UCAD in terms of. They're one of the few commissions that actually have their members randomly tested. But not enough, because it's so expensive, like it's impossible to test every fighter all the time. But I don't think the board would necessarily say, well, if you're doing this VADA program, if someone tests positive, give it to us and we will do a full investigation. I think they'll say, don't, don't really want to, you know, we've already got ours with UCAD, you know? Food for thought. Yeah, just honestly, just a fault. So, just putting it out. There. Power speed's delayed for Adley and yeah. Wardley. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dillian White has been speaking to. He's had an offer from Frank Warren to do that fight, one fight offer, um, and they're talking. We're talking. Um, I spoke to Fabio Wardley last night. Um, obviously, Dillian's team are dealing with it, but got a lot on their plate as well. Um, and we'll see what happens. 
And in regards to Conor Ben, is there any updates regarding Conor Ben's situation with the British Boxing Board of Control? Not as of yet, no. Imminent? Um, yeah, I think hopefully we can start progressing, really, and trying to find a way to get him in front of the board to apply for his licence. Have you been given any indication that um, there will be a problem with him still no. obtaining his licence? No. I mean, I don't know. Been no discuss- Only, I believe his team have reached out to the board, so he, that's a process he'd like to go through. And your plan is to box Connor in September? I think realistically, you know, that may move to October now. We'll see what happens. But um, I think that he, you know, Tony Sims would like him to get out quickly into a fight and then go into a big fight. But obviously, Connor at the same time wants to move into the biggest fight possible ASAP. So we'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks with his licensing. Depending on what happens, obviously, with Smith and Eubank, but that's something that could be revisited if Eubank was to win that? Yeah, I mean, if Eubank won, I mean, the Connor fight, Jesus Christ, it's huge. And if he doesn't lose too badly, we can still make that fight. But we've got other options. I like the Kelbrook fight. There's international fights for Connor as well, but we'll see what weight class he returns to. Okay, Edward, I don't know where we are. Do you know where we are? I was just thinking that, yeah, we're at Tower Bridge. Tower Bridge. We don't really do this anymore, do you know that? No, you missed it. No, we, we don't do it because you... Like your energy's a bit off. No, know? not really. I think, no. what, I see where it all changed. Where, what, Parsons? When, oh, here we go. <laughs> it was, where did it all change? It all changed, I don't know. When you, when you uh, started with design and then the mood, the energy had changed oh, a little bit yeah, from your yeah. side. No, I'm being serious. Why? What are you talking about? I don't know, it just felt like made, you thought you like... I don't need to talk to him anymore. I just thought you thought, oh, do you know what? Coogan, uh, sold no, the camera. Really, I just feel like you got a bit arrogant, made a lot of money and thought, I don't need to really do as much as I used to. By the way, look at you go, boy. Hey, I told you, didn't I? You come to me... You said, ask me for a bit of promotional advice. I said, keep grinding, son. The tickets will go. <laughs> what, three days to go, 100 tickets left. Go on, boy, we're heading it's for a It's actually less now. It's, it's 80, thank tickets oh, hey. left. Yeah. Listen, if you're watching this, on Sunday night, me and Coogan and a number of special guests will be at the O2 Indigo for an IFL Live premiere. First time it's ever been done. Literally, the entire boxing world will be there. And he only has 86? 86 tickets, but this is, what day is this? Uh, Thursday night, so yeah. I'm hoping by tomorrow evening we're done with them. Well, you've done well, my friend. So, if you're watching this, get online, IFL, Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster, yeah. And I'll order the last few tickets. It's going to be a great night. I'm going to be there and look forward to seeing you all. And for now, the weigh-in is tomorrow. I don't know when this is going out. This is going out to say it's going out to the weigh-ins today. Okay. This is going out. Friday. The weigh-in is today. Um, Shepherd's Bush, Westfield. Be there, 1 p.m. See you there. Oh, by the way, just for IFL Live, have you do you own a wetsuit? No, because there's a couple of little games. Mate, not being serious, there is. <laughs> there is. Are you fucking about? Twister with you and uh, John Fisher. Yeah, great. I've, I've, not, John Fisher. I've not seen that in the contract. No? Yeah, okay. Small print. Yeah, so I always check the small print, Edward. Edward, listen, thank you very much for your time. As always, you didn't really have a choice because we're in the motor back no. to 
the hotel. But um, have you just got anything else you just want to say before we finish, mate? Not really. Just keep smiling. Don't miss the big show Saturday night. Biggest non-pay-per-view card we've ever done. And enjoy it. Somebody's got it into my head that Dempsey McKean to shock Hergovic today. Just put it in my head, just as a bit of an outside chance. Okay. What did you Philip, think? Philip Hergovic been highly inactive, didn't look great in his last fight, and that was against the Southpaw as well. Dempsey McKean has trained his nuts off, super fit, been working well with Tony Sims. Chance of a lifetime for him. It's a great fight. It's a heavyweight night not to be missed. Edward, thank you very much, and we will see you later on at the weigh-in. We're over and out. Ciao. Sports Social Podcast Network.